This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where you ought to be. And when we find ourselves in a place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to love and to bend we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our reward. It's by turning, turning, we've gone down right. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where you ought to be. And when we find ourselves in a place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. That was Andrew Fernando, whose rich, Velvet baritone has rung in concert venues all over the world, including the cultural center of the Philippines, where that recording of Simple Gifts was taken at DZFE's 60th anniversary concert. The Shaker tune, popularized by Aaron Copeland, is one appropriate for Fernando, who, despite his eminent career, remained kind, generous, and firmly rooted in his love for the art and for its community. His sudden passing last month was met with a flood of messages recollecting Fernando's simple but lasting gifts of guidance and friendship to the people around him. Among them is tenor Ivan Neri, a close friend of Fernando's, with whom he was working on a production at the time of Fernando's death. He joins us on today's program to look back on his friendship with a revered baritone and to Fernando's peerless contributions to the country's classical music community. Before we get into that, here is a recording of Fernando performing with pianist Christine Coyuto in Bella Sicome from Gaetano Donizetti's Don Pasquale. Mein Lora, 
I've known Kuya Andrew since I was a very young singer. I was still a student, even way before 2015 when we became close in New York City. I started studying classical music. He's already a big name. Everyone who's into the scene knows him. We went to New York for a production of Spoliarium the Opera by national artist Ryan Kaviab. Of course, we were housed together. <laughs> Not like I had a choice, <laughs> but we became very close there, talked a lot. He shared a lot of stuff. He had so many stories about his colorful career in music internationally and locally in the Philippines. And I just found him to be a very beautiful person. You know, he shared so much. He's so generous of his time. He inspired me a lot, really. To me, he was a brother off stage. I find it amusing, actually, how he is on stage and how he is in real life. It's almost the same, really. <laughs> yes, this huge outgoing personality, even if you're together privately, what you see is what you get. He's very generous of his energy. Tell us about some of your memorable performances together. Uh, are there some that you remember most fondly? All of our performances, really. Uh, I've done that Spoliarium stint with him in New York City. Um, we did No Limitangre the Opera. I was Crisostomo Ibarra and he was Padre Dama. So I was just a not exactly uh, experienced actor during those times. I was a lot younger. So I was quite careless with my acting. You know, uh, I got carried away that scene where Crisostomo Ibarra was going to stab Damaso. So I got a little bit rough on him. <laughs> so he had to tell me off. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, shucks. What have I done? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We weren't close back then. Oops. He had this huge voice. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he, he's really nice even telling me off. Being a, a junior, as it were, of Andrew, what stands out as his personal legacy to you? 
Oh, wow. So many things, actually. But what Kuya Andros imparted to me really is his passion for the art, for our craft, and how he's so generous. He always found opportunities for us artists. He always taught us, learn how to negotiate your fees. You deserve to be paid this, that. Don't let them do this to you because we're all young. We're all naive of certain things, you know, of the business side of being an artist. So he taught us so many things about that. Those things aren't really taught in school. So he just imparts that knowledge for free <laughs> because of all his experience abroad working for all these prestigious companies and programs. That's where he got those things. Kuya Andrew is also a mentor. He mentored a lot of artists. And um, through the years, I just saw these people blossom under his care. Of course, he's also the artistic director of Classical Music Foundation. And so they had all these scholars, very young, talented, promising singers. Most of them are my friends. He's remembered very fondly for that as a, almost a father figure to many. Yes, a father, a brother, a friend.
Tell us a little bit about the Teatro Opera Seria Bufa. You're the guys staging Filipino versions of operas. Yeah, and I was one of the first talents of that production. Teatro Opera Seria Bufa Filipinas is a company they found with Andrew Fernando and Mr. Gus Vibal of Vibal Foundation. And we would do these monthly tertulias. We would have performers mount shows side to side with their book and documentary launches. This was found as a tribute for the matriarch, Ms. Esther Vival. It started small. We did three opera duets. Cuyandra and I, Jade Richo, a soprano, who's a very, very dear friend of Cuyandra as well. As the months went by, we started doing these shows, operas, musicals, which we translated to Tagalog. Some of it, adaptations. Some of it, we just used the music you know, to put up a show, like a jukebox musical of some sort. He did the translations, the artistic direction, the musical direction. He wore many hats. He acted even. <laughs> and all of this was during the pandemic when there were zero live events. And there he is still finding opportunities for us to go on. Andrew and I, we, we have a similar vision. We love our craft so much, but it's quite underappreciated because most of the time it's perceived to be elitist. We can't blame people for that because where our opera stage in these big halls, CCP Main Theater with a full orchestra and there's a language barrier. So why would the common person watch that when there's TV, there's film? that they can understand. <laughs> we have all these fantastic Filipino musicals, so why watch opera? <laughs> it's just so highfalutin. So this project, this company, is a beautiful way to really bring the art form for everyone to appreciate and understand. We were actually in the middle of a show. We were about to record the last of the numbers and we were about to do the shoot a week sana after his death. So the production had to take a step back and reorganize. And so the production has decided to appoint new people for all those hats he wore. I was appointed as the musical director, so I'm going to be wearing one of his hats. That really is it. He leaves behind a hole in the classical community because he did have such a presence. So how he shaped the classical music community? What hole does he leave behind? Wow, I, I don't know where to start, but I think the biggest hole would be as a mentor to a lot of young, talented singers. And not only young, talented singers, even established ones who has him as a mentor, they would say, oh, where am I going to go now? Finally, you knew him personally. A lot of people know about him. How do you want him to be remembered? I want him to be remembered to his work. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. Why I'm stepping up for some of the things that he left behind. Is that because I think the greatest way to honor a person is to continue his legacy. I want people to remember how he fought for artists. How he always found opportunities for artists 
how he wants our craft to blossom. Oh, 
That was the late baritone Andrew Fernando, with the Philippine Philharmonic Orchestra under Olivier Oshanin, 